Good evening and welcome for both of us to the Manchester United fan corner on Football Postcard Podcast. My name is Akim Martins, aka Amish, the number one Manchester United fan in the room. And with me and my colleagues here, I have people in the room, I have some plans, and I have to be. If you guys don't mind, as well introduce yourself one by one. Hi, okay, my name is Dick Mogu, Manchester United fan. So it's nice night before. Nice ah. to go podcast. <laughs> ah, all right, let's have you, Sam. Hi guys. Um, it's Sam at number number what Manchester United. Yeah, happy World International Women's Day, and let me add my own Universe and Oh, hi everyone. Uh, again, welcome and uh, thank you for tuning again to for the week podcast. I'm also number one Manchester United fan on this side of the earth. So, I mean, we're Manchester United fans, we're number one everywhere. So, it's good to be back on for the week podcast. <laughs> Let's dive in, guys. So, quite a number of things to discuss here. So, yesterday was a wonderful day for the Manchester United fans all over the world. A big win against City. That should be the third one for only at the eight yard. How do you guys feel? How did it feel to to leave the eight yard with three points and two goals and a, and a clean sheet? Uh, let's have the lady first. All right. Um, yeah, yesterday was special because um, Manchester United um, previous performances have not been so good. So seeing Manchester United um, hold down City yesterday at the Etihad Stadium, seeing them um, stop their unbeaten um, record and all of that, and it was it was a different Manchester United team yesterday. The composure, the the zeal, and all of that. It was it was so it was so nice. And Manchester is it? Yeah. Yeah, yesterday was an amazing day, you know. Uh, like Sami had already said, man, every every victory over Manchester City is always will always take it, you know, regardless of the competition. But yesterday being in the Premier League, uh two goals clean sheet, the composure from the guys, the 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 how delicately we were playing yesterday, everything just looked like it, it clicked yesterday for us. And yes, three points, clean sheet at the Etihad will take it any day, any time. I heard you say that before. Dipo, what do you think? <laughs> Indifferent. Okay, well, uh, I will, uh, I'll, be trying, I'll be trying to catch all Manchester LA games for the past three years, all of them. But this, this season has been a good run for me. I've seen all for the three games. But yesterday was best, basically. Uh, was a victory over our noisy neighbors at their home. And essentially, it was um, a game where I think we played the best football this season. I would I, I, I wouldn't want to say, I don't want to judge them based on the score lines. Two zero was good at LTR against a team that had John Stones and Bruno Diaz who had who barely conceded goals. 
So yeah, it was a great day for me, essentially. Yeah. A great day. Best 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 game I've seen this season for Man for Manchester United. One thing about the game for me was the fact that just before the game, only only mentioned something about the fact that one record was broken and well, we saw one record broken. It said it was one citizen winning streak or Manchester United oh, away winning streak. Away, away, away for. <laughs> for me, anytime any day win against Man City is always something. I heard the number of people say, oh, now Manchester United so, uh, fans are, you know, celebrating a win against Man City. Oh, how the mighty has fallen. All of those was just falling on deaf ears for me. It doesn't matter. The three points, and considering the fact that we destroyed that um, 21 game winning streak, I was also happy about it. And just before the game, I was talking to people about something. I said, oh, God. This game is going to be serious. <laughs> or we win by narrow margin, or the usual draw against the big teams this season. So it was a fantastic one, anyways. The guys were composed. Yeah. It wasn't the it wasn't the best performance per se for me in terms of offensive football, but the composure from the guys, the you know, the consistency, the deal as um as um Sami had said earlier, you know, they were up to the they followed the game plan and all of that stuff. So um. There's something about the play that we can all agree. It does this. I'm sure a lot of Manchester United fans, the fan base are currently divided right now about that guy. You know, the, the great guy, the baby face as I said from no, from Norway. He's a legend, you know. Some people, uh, remember, I won't be agreeing with you, but <laughs> <It's about laughs> the same. People are different. What do you guys think? What do you think about today generally? You understand? I, I, I let's shoot Samia. It's like you want to see something. Let's just have Samia go for a story tonight because I mean, I don't know why. Much, much better under Ole. But Ole is not tactical enough, it's not clinical enough. That's why we are not getting the results we are supposed to be getting. We are, we are, we are having draws and games. We are definitely supposed to be winning and dropping points that's why we are still struggling with second position and all of that it's good with managing managing the, the players and bringing them together together i think we have we have a good squad with a with a very clinical and tactical manager manchester united should be topping that table right now but with Ole, they are just they are just a lot of sloppiness here and there this season and even uh, there needs to be some it's good enough, it's not clinical enough. It doesn't make decisions. Even during games, there are some things that just basically change this player, make these changes. It doesn't, it's like it drags to make those changes. And at the end of the first game, we have all seen it all through the season. So um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, you are different like before. Let's have you. Yeah, um... Sami had mentioned my second point, and that is that Ole has, uh, he, he sometimes forgets that he needs to make changes, or he's maybe he's scared about the changes that he's supposed to make. But for me, my main point and my main concern for Ole is that he has, he's a plan B type man. He has plan B, he doesn't have a plan A. Counter-attack is good football when you have something else going for you. But when you are unable to play counter, if Manchester United is unable to play counter attack, they have always, they have mostly suffered this season, and as I have seen, as I have observed on my own part, and without any other uh, attempts to play, without any other thing to play, 
it's it's difficult. It has been a very difficult season to watch when we don't have anything else. When teams are sitting back, when teams are stepping back, you know. So I've always said at the beginning of the season, hey, as long as you take out the only factor, United can win the season, can win the league this season with the caliber of players that we have on that on that team they, they are able to win the league i mean even with this factor they're able to still be second on the table so um i i don't want to say fire only but i would prefer another manager in the stead of only in the place of only where i i know that with a, a tactically gifted manager the club will be far far ahead than where we are right now thank you today just uh, practically said you want only out, but you didn't say it straight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, we cannot, we can't, we, it's too early to fire Ole, right? I mean, look at all the good things that he has done. I Believe me, one of the things that I love about Ole is the ability to get all those old legs out of the club. Actually, Cole, Alexis Sanchez, Valencia, all of these players, uh, Smalling, Jones, these players, uh, they seem like they were never it lacks in that tactical aspect and it's um, it's almost really too obvious yeah which is very key people let's have you my indifferent man uh, uh, i'm tired of hiring and firing managers basically but uh, like uh said he's been able to get out the dead woods the dead legs and, and what have you in the team which is a good which is a good thing you can't help but hit praises on him for that and I think for him to prosper, you know, I'm sure he has players, players that he would want to bring in. Have they worked with him in that in that, in that line? Have they been able to bring in players, the kind of players he really wants? He wanted a Jalen Sancho, for example, last season, and I'm sure he tendered his list of requests before before the summer transfer window. Nothing was done. And you expect him to do magic? It's not. Uh, it's not. It's not Harry Houdini or Professor Pella. If you want to, if, in local parlance, what we can do with only right now is continue to support him. Yes, I might agree with him not being able to make those tactical changes in terms of doesn't know when to bring on players or who to bring on at a given time. But we had Jose Mourinho for crying out loud. And what was the best he did in the league? Was second. So. Ole might not be the might not be the best best thing, but I think he's, he's one of the few young managers out there that can apparently do good, do a do a good a bit of good for the for the course of the Manchester United dynasty. Especially I'm, I'm, I'm Tim Ole, I'm Tim old boys, I'm Tim. Thank you. Our most glorious yes was only gonna social that brought it to us. So trouble, Charlie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys have said it all because um one one angle I usually like to come from is the fact that if you look at them. Um, um, how how well the club has fed as at this time last season I think we were about um, 25 points or they are about behind Liverpool behind the top and for him to have brought the I I, I think well, what um, today said suffice a lot because he, he lacks that tactical prowess he's not the Guardiola that you know can manage a game when there's a crisis or something but if there's anything like Sammy had said he, 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 he has this wonderful man management skill everybody in the club says that about him uh, you know, and one player has been very vocal about that is Fred 
you know, and we can see the significant um, improvement show us our decisions. Wonderful stuff. Uh, well, uh, life I won't believe we should just give him a little bit more time, you understand? Back him in the transfer, he will break his target. Actually, wants because it's one thing for the manager to player A and then the wood woodward ends up getting option C for him, all of that stuff. Exactly. So, so I'm I'm indifferent, okay. I would love to see him succeed. So another thing I'd like us to touch this evening is Bruno Fernandez, the great guy, the, the guy who has come in and down turned around a lot of things. And uh, it's just something to be concerned about. His, his performances recently has dropped in terms of gameplay. What do you guys think? I, for one, think that it's because of fatigue and the pressure of the team that is too much on him and all of that stuff. What do you guys think? Samyat, we have you first as usual. Um, Bruno, as you all know, as we can all agree, he has been, he has been fantastic. Since he came into yeah. the team, it's, it's clear for everybody to see he has been phenomenal. But at the end of the day, Bruno is still human and he's carrying so much on his shoulder, he's carrying the team. I think there needs yeah. to be some practical enough, not moving players around enough. So everything is on Bruno, no Bruno, no no performance, no Bruno, no no mind you performance. So at the end of the day, he's going to tell even the best of the best, Messi will now they have their updates and it is it's quite yeah. understandable. And Bruno, even 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 in spite of all of this, um, the fatigue and him playing all of that game and all of that, he's still he's still doing very well. Twenty five um, games in the Premiership this season, sixteen goals, ten assists. It's not easy. He, he's doing very well. Overall, overall matches that he has played this season is like thirty nine, I think. He has twenty two goals, eleven assists, and even at that, is. Is doing very well. You can't get um, a player in Europe that will be delivering as much as he's doing. He's one of the best midfielders in the world right now. So I think it's quite understandable. We can all agree that there's so much pressure on him. He needs, he needs some updates. He needs it was a bit of um, shift, a bit. But now Pogba is up again, so all of that is is showing so much responsibility. So it's going to definitely tell in his performance game, game, um, game, in game out. And with the, and with the schedule to the the rush and the COVID schedule, okay. all of that, oh, yeah. the way they are rushing them to that that was them yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, that's true. I mean, the fatigue, the schedule being uh, being overwhelming at this point of the season, and of course, it's that thing that you also mentioned, Samia, that. There was a time when it was when Pogba was available. Pogba was taking some of those pressure off of Bruno Fernandes. Yes, uh, one of them would draw back and another would uh, go all together. One of them, and in, in most cases, it was McTominay that was making those forward runs. You know, taking some of the pressure off Bruno Fernandes. In a time when uh, McTominay is not playing all, or when when we have Matic playing. And the opposing team are pressing on Fred and whoever it is back there. It puts a lot more pressure on Bruno Fernandes because, in a way, you are closing up his own space. You are closing him up to not be as creative as he can be. You know, so he's having to even drop deeper to try to retrieve the ball, and it takes. It, I believe that Ole has. To, I mean, Ole is a manager in charge. Anyway, he has to come up with another plan, another solution, with another way to move the ball from defense to attack without Bruno Fernandes. The reason I said without Bruno Fernandes is because if you can, if he can successfully do 
there without factoring in Bruno Fernandes, you have the option to rest Fernandes on certain days and on certain games. Look at the, uh, the game against uh, Sociedad, the second leg against Sociedad, for instance. We understand that we're already 4 0 up. He could have rested Bruno Fernandes. But resting Bruno Fernandes in that game would have sent a message to uh, Sociedad that they can actually come and attack us. But playing Bruno Fernandes put some some type of fear in the opposing player. I'm not I'm not happy with playing Bruno Fernandes in that second leg, but it puts a sort of fear in the opposing team that hey, you guys cannot relax. You can't just take it out. Oh, this is going to be a one-way traffic. If we had another option, another gameplay, another thing that he can throw to that game, he can confidently rest Fernandes, and the team will still pro will still perform at least at an acceptable level. So uh, Bruno Fernandes has been. Um, and in, in when we play against people that press against our attacking our midfielders, we we found out that he has had it difficult. He has had uh, a hard time in in play. And of course, teams, especially in the Premier League, they learn from every game. That's why the Premier League is the best league in the world. They learn from every game. Nobody is a walkover. No team just sits back and lets you do what you want to do. So, yeah. Thank you very much today. Let's have you, Baba Deeps. Uh, one that I say about Bruno is he's one of those players the Premier League being humble. Humble in the sense that he came here fresh and he hit the ground running from the very first game. From the very first game. So for me, I think it boils down to fatigue. Even even Thierry Henry, arguably the best the best ever player in the EPL, had bad days. And he, and he did, but the, the beauty of it is he does he never wants to get substituted. He never wants to miss a game. That that is sheer class. That sheer um, professionalism, basically, from Bruno Fernandes. And yes, he can't he can't be perfect for all games. He needs to he needs to take a rest and all. But if he could. It's the zeal that, that 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 trips me the most. He always wants to be on the pitch. And you have yeah. six, seven players like that. If you have six, seven players like that in that squad, trust me, we won't be fighting for Champions League slots right now. We'll be, we'll be fighting to win the league. In fact, if we yeah, win, 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 he has racked up stats. He's racked up stats in the EPL where he, 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 on a good day it should take him three or four seasons to do. He's done it already in a season and a half. That he met in the league. So I don't know. Yes, he should get the break. He should get the rest. But at the end of the day, me, if I don't see Bruno Fernandez in that team, I know that there's a problem. <laughs> but that's his problem. But that's his problem. That's problem. We can't do without Bruno Fernandez at this moment. And but that's, that's the problem. What, what if he gets injured? It's even good. It's just like the Tottenham Hurricane Factor. When I came without yeah. yeah. no performance, so what, what the, 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 the continuous pressure and all of that, he might get to him at some point and yeah. he might have to not see him. So there has to be some balance somewhere. Yeah, so just to consider. Yeah, so I agree. Yeah. 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 I'm just a bit selfish, basically. I, I, 
then he's, he's in my FPL team, so I need him to you know, wrap up the yeah, <laughs> <laughs> It just has to be about the FPL. Okay, next <laughs> I need, I knew, I knew, I know you well. I knew you just had to be about that FPL team. I can't, yeah, I that's the way we are getting involved. That's that's the control we have. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so guys, um, what would you define as the successful season for Manchester United? But before we before we touch that, I was going to say something about. Um, I've always said this. I mentioned it a few a few times. I, I like to see only in the role of um, a technical director, a director of football. Because I think he's good with recruitment. He has eye for good players. He has a way of facing out good legs. Maybe he will do a better job there. What I want us really to right now is, um, for this season, what will you guys define as as success? Because right now we are in the, I think we are in the quarterfinal of the FA Cup. Yeah, the FA Cup, we are in the quarter, we are in the round of 16 for the Europa League and second on the table, but dead and all. Where would you define as success? Let's have a defense, the person that's supposed to be first as usual. Let me just say something about the DFO position for Oli. I think it's perfect for him. Provided we get a more tactical and clinical um, manager, I think it's perfect. Look at them, um, Luxor, Fred, and the likes. Look at what they are doing, the way they are performing. And um, most of his um, transfers, most of his transfers now, they are, they are, they are spot on. Luxor is performing excellently. I think he has the most um, assist or so. He's performing very well for a left back. He's doing so well. He has improved. I don't know if it's the yeah. the DFO position will be perfect for him. He has man management and he has he knows a way to get uh got to do some things like to do something even though he will still resist, but he still gets some of the good players and like for the. For the um, successful, defining a successful uh, season, it will be mm-hmm. let us get some trophies. Because um, so far, I think Ole, we have the team. We have the teams, just the management and getting everything to work. Um, is getting some trophies at the end of the day, qualifying for Champions League. Uh, that would that would be nice. But getting some trophy and not just getting to the semi-final again and you know you know what happened when we got to the semi-final. So definitely getting some trophies. Uh, maybe Europa League would be nice and then um qualifying for Champions League definitely because um the the um the EPL the way I see it, it's still not anything anything can happen though. The way I see it, Man City has one hand on it right now, but anything can happen. A four hours can be anything can happen. But but let's just qualify for Champions League and um get some trophies. Yeah. All right, great. Tony, let's have you. Yeah, I mean that's that's it, man. Qualifying for the Champions League one, that's a great. Um, that would be definitely considered success for Ole and uh, winning a trophy, preferably the Europa League. Exactly. Europa League, yeah. Preferably, actually, yeah. Because, and the reason I prefer the Europa League is because of the likes of the teams that are there. We have to play AC Milan next. Inter Milan is still there, so it's a, it, we have really solid competition in the Europa League. So if we can go through all of those guys. Especially, I don't know if we ever if we ever meet in Tamilan, but if we do meet in Tamilan, to do aha to them, like yes, you get all <laughs> players, and we still got one over you. That would be, that would be great. Um, a trophy, yes, definitely would be uh, considered successful all day this season. 
Um, yep. Yeah, anything else would anything else is just gonna be added on. Oh, uh, only as um, uh, Inter is out of Europa League. Inter are out. Yeah, they yeah. Are I'd have loved one over them, but anywho. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, only as a department, uh, what's it called? Uh, director, of football. director of football. That would be a fantastic position uh, for him because of, I mean, we, we already talked about it, his uh, ability to get out the dead leg and get in actual quality, maybe not, not some quality, but at least get in talent, uh, young talent. Daniel James, uh, Diallo, uh, Van der Beek, all those type of players that are exciting, wow. that are prospects wow. in Europe. Bruno Fernandes. Bruno Fernandes. <laughs> yeah. so that, that right there, that, that's a major coup in the whole of Europe. I don't know how Bruno Fernandes ended up in Manchester United, when the <laughs> Barcelona, Bayern Munich, all of these things looking for. All of, what are their scouts doing? <laughs> how? How did he end up? That right there is a major clue for Ole. Even if he doesn't do anything again for the rest of his Manchester United career, that would be attributed to him as one of the greatest things that he ever did. But for this season, a trophy, preferably the Europa League, that, that also will get us in Champions League next season. So, yeah. Great. A trophy lager or. Which one? <laughs> 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 trophy. Metal, metal trophy. <laughs> All right, Tikwa, let's have you. Okay, well, um, you guys have said, you know, a trophy would be deemed success, but uh, I always, like, a few weeks back, I was talking with a few friends, and I, I, I said my worst seasons as a Manchester United fan have been both under Alex Ferguson and my best season has been under Alex Ferguson. 2002 memory still haunts me. Arsenal winning the title on our ground and it was, it was quite painful but uh, I think Ole is on the right track in terms of <laughs> in terms of uh, what the, the team is doing in terms of growth and progress and um, you probably might not win a trophy, but if you understand where he's going with what he's doing currently, and I think that's the first. A trophy will be good. It's looking hard. I, I like Tulia said, he, he would prefer the Europa League. I think that's the toughest competition in Europe. Essentially, you play, you play teams from the eastern part of Europe, northern side of Europe. You play a lot of teams. In fact, you play more. You play more games in Europa League than you play in your Premier League. Just to get to the final, and it gets harder as you meet because you travel a lot. You now travel on Thursday, you're back on on Friday to play a game on Sunday. It's uh, it can be a bit of a um, hard hard not to sell. But at the end of the day, a trophy is a trophy. I love the trophy. Is um, the FA Cup would probably be better for me because I'm looking at Arsenal ahead and. I don't know. My own class is just with Asla. Asla. I'm not, I'm not like everyone else. Asla has more success than Manchester United in any field or anything. Yeah, I have all the beautiful football because I don't care. Play all the nicest kind of football, I don't care. But as long as we are winning or we are ahead of them in, in, in terms of success, then I'm fine. Yeah, so, yeah, trophy. One, one. 
Don't try to outgrow that ass now. That ass now, people tired. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you're in the same category. They, they are in with Nesta and all those other guys. That's not good. That's not good. Thank you guys so much. It's been very insightful and very interesting. I mean, you guys have said it all. Most of the things that, um, especially on Ole, I really wanted to touch that part because I've been indifferent, just like Deepo. Thank you guys for your time. Thank you for the wonderful analysis. Samiat, uh, you gave us uh, an International Women's Day gift. You said it's possible we are going to win the title too. So, brother, come. Just like my nephew, he's very hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> I tap into the field seriously. Thank you guys. <laughs> this morning I was doing the permutations, doing the calculation. Like, okay, with 10 games left, how many games? Who can beat Mass? <laughs> <laughs> I was doing that. Can they do three games? <laughs> 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 we do a lot of permutations and combinations here, guys. Thank you guys. This is my first time on podcast, meeting Sunday, Samiat, I've known Dibbo for long. We've had a couple of stuff on Hilag FM and all of that. Yeah. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it. It's been insightful. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, guys. Cheers. Yeah.